Hello, and welcome to the Faces of Gentrification podcast. My name is Kelsey Hawkins Johnson from Public Allies Cincinnati. In this episode, you'll be hearing an interview between Mimi Wayne with Joelle Newman, Youth Program Coordinator and Community Organizer at the Peasley Neighborhood Center. They will talk about equitable development and what community resistance is in Over the Rhine. Enjoy! Yeah, so my name is Joelle Newman. Uh, I don't know if you want title and all that stuff. I feel like... Tell me anything you want to tell me about yourself. Okay, yeah, I feel like I usually go into that. So um, I am the community organizer and youth program coordinator here at Peasley Neighborhood Center. Um, And yeah, I've been living in Cincinnati for three years. Um, I started off as an intern at Peasley and then started working here full time. Um, And a lot of... Yeah, the work that I do is, on one end, it's like kind of arts and enrichment and expression for kids. Um, And then on the other end, it's like organizing and education, like social justice education based around specifically um, equitable development policy um, and equitable development practices. Um, So yeah, that's kind of like me and the work that I do. Yeah, I don't know, like more professionally, I don't know if you care personally or anything like that, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm originally from Springfield, Illinois. Um, I'm trying to think. I went to Miami University for college. um, And that, while my time at Miami is what connected me with the Over the Rhine neighborhood um, through a program that's called the residency program. So I was living and interning and volunteering in the neighborhood for a semester. Um, And from that experience, that's really what sparked me to know that I wanted to be more involved and stay involved in this work post-graduation. So that's how I started working here at Peasley. Do you remember what that experience was that kind of made you be like, I want to work somewhere like the Peasley when you were doing that? Yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I had like one specific one, but I would definitely say just the the experiences so while you're doing this residency program you're interning and volunteering but you're also taking classes specifically about um like what like the development of urban cities in america but then also a lot of classes on like um the intersectionality specifically of race and class um and how that has impacted the way we like have built have our built environments pretty much Um, And so I feel like learning about that in classes, like, and then having almost, like, the words to put into, like, what I was experiencing, like, what I've experienced, like, throughout my life, as far as, like, you know, discrimination of Black folks in this country. Um, And then the knowledge of the longstanding uh, fight for justice movement that was happening in this neighborhood of Over the Rhine. Um, really just sparked me to be like, I really wanted to be like community involved, like community based. Um, Yeah, doing that justice work like with the community. Um, And so I feel like just all the different community mentors we got connected with, um, that really is what sparked me to know that I wanted to, yeah, like hang my hat on doing that work in this neighborhood while I was still like learning so much from the people who had been doing this work for 30, 40, 50 years. Um, So, yeah, I would say that kind of is what sparked me to know that I was, like, ready and willing to stay. 
What's it like working in the neighborhood with community members on um, equitable development plans? What does that feel like? What does it sound like? Yeah, it's uh, it's hard work. Like, I don't want to act like it's um, super, you know, I don't even know. It's, like, weird, and I feel like I'm kind of all over the place, so I apologize. But, no apologies. Um like equity is right now specifically is almost like a sexy word kind of like it's like um very romanticized and everyone is like oh we're working toward equity like especially with um like last summer and a lot of um publicity put black on put back on um the killing of black folks at the hands of police um like it seems like there's like a lot of push to like bring equity specifically across race like to these different sectors of life um but a lot of at least from what I've been seeing more recently it just seems like it's a lot of talk and not a lot of action um and so I feel I truly do believe that like the work that I'm a part of with like equitable development policy and working toward um almost like anti-gentrification like policy is like true tangible like equity gains and like equity wins for like neighborhoods like and people um and so I feel like that like knowing that that it's like actually something tangible something real that um can actually bring like quality gains like is motivating um and especially like I feel like working in the neighborhoods like more recently we have like found ourselves in these weird political sectors um and I've like missed like working in the neighborhoods with people because it's like the people like the everyday people who are living this craziness like know it and they feel it and so they are moved to like take bold action like the bold actions that's necessary we don't always see that type of energy in like those political spaces or you know those higher echelon kind of organizations sometimes um and so I do feel like like working with like community people like neighborhood people like they bring a level of authenticity almost uh yeah authenticity is I feel like the best way that I can describe it so yeah doing that work with everyday neighbors is like super fulfilling again it's hard and it's messy because it's like people with different ideas and like coalition building is difficult across time and maintaining those relationships but knowing that there's like a united need and then collectively people are pushing for better um is inspiring and I feel like the only type of work that's kind of like worthwhile yeah yeah hopefully that answers your question (laughs) yeah yeah I think I definitely feel everything you're saying with especially the political part Mm. um that's something that's had me at crossroads with community resistance Mm. and Mm -hmm. and also like like policy like advocating for equitable equitable policy i feel like there's a feeling of detachment Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. this is this is the community that will be affected by the by these policy changes the most but how many of us are actually like in the community like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. next to the people who yeah. live here um, yeah. yeah and I feel like 
it's like interesting especially on like the the political side or like people people with like positions of power um because they are acting on or making these these decisions for folks who like aren't offered space at the table but then it's like when people are like pushing to be offered space like it's as if they're what they bring isn't seen as as valuable as like what almost a lot of times it's a top dollar like that's like people's lived experience I feel like what we've seen most recently I would say for myself is like people's lived experience like their knowledge of their neighborhoods their community their neighbors like often isn't valued as much as like letters behind someone's name if that makes sense like um but then it's like people are making these decisions that impact you know us everyday people but there's no everyday people at the table so it's just a weird yeah like a weird uh misconnection almost I would say so would you think would you say when it comes to the phrase equitable development um in this city do you think that there are seats for community members at that table? I feel like community members are leading the way to make their own seats almost. Like, I feel like, especially like as we're a small, you know, community based nonprofit, we're connected to other small community based nonprofits that are literally changing the narratives around like development development policy like housing in this city so specifically so um with issue three here in cincinnati around the affordable housing trust fund um while that issue may have failed at the ballot like it was something that was literally pushed for by like very small nonprofits, um but then also just like a lot of volunteers like a lot of community people out collecting petition signatures in the middle of a pandemic like volunteering canvassing knocking door to door um and even though the issue failed like that issue itself literally changed the narrative around affordable housing here in the city and policy related to affordable housing and how to fund it here in the city um and so i feel like that as well as a lot of the other efforts that we're connected to are really pushing like charting the way here in Cincinnati on like real equitable development policy and I feel like that's like even like when I think historically like I feel like that is oftentimes the thing like I don't know and I could just be biased in like my view of the world but I feel like change is often made from pressure from the bottom up and not like just top-down decisions made from political heads or political or political figures like it's the people who are pushing from the bottom and challenging folks in elected positions and positions of power um that shift the kind of narratives and shifts the policies forward like yeah so I would say that's kind of like my perspective So with that same idea in mind with the people kind of if it's a triangle the people on the base of the triangle being the ones who are supposed to be setting the narrative where do you think the narrative is for the people at the base of the triangle and over the Rhine and in Cincinnati maybe 
if you could yeah. would you say kind of i guess related to like maybe equitable development yeah. or okay yeah yeah i would say like everyday people most everyday people especially like in this neighborhood and neighborhoods that look and feel like over the rhine um again like know the problems related to lack of equity in our policies like know how different um like basically our current process with development we know how it discriminates against low-income folks black people people of color like they feel that and people see that um and so i feel like a lot of times the people kind of that are creating the public pressure are a step ahead of like the people in different positions of power um because they are looking for like bold action they're looking for real tangible wins and gains because they've been seeing the loss that happens every day in their neighborhood so hopefully that answers your question but it's like I really see the everyday people as like I don't want to say more progressive because that's not what I mean but I would say like a step ahead as far as like what they're pushing for in action and policy like ahead of then like our elected officials I would say um, and I feel like that's why you see a lot of these efforts like bubbling up from like everyday organizations um, pushing for these policies and the, like the bold policies aren't necessarily coming from like, yeah, the positions of power. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I yeah. And I was like, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah definitely. Definitely. Like sometimes I feel like I'm talking and I'm like, I don't know if that made any sense to anyone but me. No, your voice honestly is blessing our podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think I have one more question. Yeah. Would how would you what would you say about the politicians in Cincinnati and Hamilton County, um, in relation to the the developers? that come into the city would you say that the politicians in our community have the community members best interests in mind that's a good question um i feel like and i don't i wouldn't say about like any specific politician or anything like that but i feel like our political system in general, like not just in Cincinnati, but like nationally is like, because of its like racist and classist history, like really, and these are just my opinions, but like, isn't built really to serve the people like that. Like, I don't know, it's like weird. Let me, let me not say that. I feel like, um, I feel like because of the racist and classist history of like our country, um, and everything that's embedded in it that obviously slips into like political as well like political and governmental systems as well um and so I feel like the I don't think that equity is often at the forefront of the decisions that are being made by our governmental entities like and by equity I mean prioritizing um like anti-racist and anti-classist systems and projects and policies like I feel like but I feel you know it takes a minute to get there like and I it's all a process for us all like it's not like I'm like making anti-racist and anti-classist decisions every day personally Mm. um but I feel like that's not like um 
almost like of normal just like how we function in society um and so I feel like until that is like normally how we function we won't see that happening in our political and our governmental spaces either mm-hmm. um and so I feel like that does often play out in a lot of decisions that are being made where you know it's like facaded as if it's going to benefit everyone and it continues to benefit the same people who have been benefiting for years um which is often like folks with higher incomes um and white people um and so i think until we flip that and really prioritize the people who have experienced the most intentional harm at the hands of different systems um yeah and different intentionally like the systems that have intentionally marginalized certain communities um until that equity like that deep equity piece is at the forefront like our decisions won't reflect that like Mm. so yeah again hopefully that makes sense but yeah um yeah i feel like that's what i would say yeah (laughs) oh my gosh awesome thank you